Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson. And it is Stu's Day, so that means we have Stu Kedwell, co-head of North American Equities with RBC Global Asset Management, uh, with us for his popular visits, almost weekly. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you doing? Very, very well today, and, uh, and, and, and markets are doing well. And a lot of it's the familiar names that we've been talking about or that people talk about in technology and and uh, electric vehicles and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I've just been looking and watching and lo and behold, some of the, the, the areas that have been so out of favor for so many years, uh, agriculture, uh, mining, uh, oil, uh, are, are showing some real signs of life over the last little while. And, and I thought I'd check in since uh, co-head of North American equities means Canada. What are, uh, what, what are your thoughts around what we're seeing in, uh, in, in commodities uh, more, overall? Well, like, like a lot of the economy that's a little bit more economically sensitive, these stocks bottomed in the third and fourth quarter of 2020. And, um, and between a weaker US dollar and signs of better demand, uh, many commodities have done extremely well, both hard and soft commodities. Um, you know, the price of lumber probably led the way uh, on the back of uh, housing uh, last year. But at the same time, uh, you know, like a lot of these areas and, and, you know, lumber might be a little bit unique because supply has been curtailed because of things like the BC pine beetle and what have you. But um, around, uh, around the commodity universe, uh, whether or not it's corn, where uh, we had some uh, swine flu, uh, which really changed uh, uh, the uh, the pork supply, um, uh, whether or not it's in corn, where we've had a very strong market, yet um, you know even in the case of corn, which I think corn is now through four dollars uh, a bushel, uh, you know its peak in the 2012-2013 area would have been seven or eight dollars a bushel. So uh, they're well off the lows, but uh, they could still uh, they could still keep going, and. Um, in many respects, this is, uh, you know, the longer term thesis is around broader global economic growth uh, starting to kick into gear a little bit uh, at the same time as the U.S. dollar is weaker. So, you know, that's why you're seeing uh, you're seeing uh, some pretty strong moves in commodities, even in things like energy, which, you know, people, uh, you know, debate uh, the long term uh, demand uh, behind energy because of climate change, which is, you know, something that we talk a lot about as well. But in the near term, where you've had very little capital invested in any type of near term supply and you get slightly more demand, you can sometimes get a very uh, you know, much more significant price change. And, and we've started to see that. You did mention electric cars, uh, which uh, has played into some areas quite well, like copper. Uh, when we think about uh, renewable energy, um, you know, you're putting a new source of demand on top of the existing demand curve at a time when there really hasn't been uh, a whole lot of incremental supply and that could uh, that could keep things a little bit tighter than um, than they've been in the past so you know that's uh, that's really happening throughout many of these soft commodities and hard commodities uh, sometimes for general reasons sometimes for specific but um, uh, the commodity market has uh, been doing better and and looks uh, looks like it might stay that way so, Stu, if, if, if we look at that from a portfolio perspective, then does that start to suggest to people that maybe they take another look at Canada or are there any other areas that, that people should be thinking about, given that that view? 
Uh, well, certainly, you know, Canada gets you some interesting exposure to some of those trends. Uh, um, you know, big businesses in Canada like Nutrien, which, uh, you know, the old Potash Corp that merged with Agrium. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that's a very interesting way with a pretty good dividend uh, in our minds for for agriculture exposure. And, you know, Canada obviously has energy and a host of other things uh, when it comes to basic materials, but it also really plays into emerging markets uh, where, uh, you know, you'll get, uh, you know, some exposure to this uh, specific type of growth, but also, uh, you know, as the, as the global economy picks up, uh, they tend to uh, accelerate a little bit faster during periods of time like this as well. So, you know, just means good things for consumption in some of those countries and uh, all parts of their broader economies in addition to uh, in addition to just basic materials. And of course, uh, you know, a great emerging markets team in London uh, for global asset management. Yeah, and we, we've had uh, we've had Philippe Langham and Laurence Bensafi uh, on on this podcast uh, and they do a terrific job in the uh, in the emerging market space, uh, large cap dividend and small cap. Uh, where they uh, they have specific areas of expertise, so it's a uh, particularly add in the uh, the weaker U.S. dollar along with the, uh, the this this uh, new strength in commodities, and that uh, that makes uh, emerging markets exciting. So, Stu, uh, a, a little bit of a uh, a shift from where we've been for 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 a lot of the twelve last twelve months, but uh, but an interesting shift, particularly for Canadian investors. Uh, as always, thanks for your time today. Great. Thanks for having me, Dave. And uh, thanks for everyone who listened.